0: That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Professor Kingston Mills, to be fair, we don't seem to have a lot of vaccine hesitancy in Ireland. But what's out there isn't helping.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, with, in, in relation to COVID vaccines, I think the uptake is very good. So the, there's, there's not much hesitancy there. I think in the last few years, there have been some issues, especially about the HPV, the human papillomavirus vaccine. The vaccine designed to prevent um, cervical cancer, mm. the human papillomavirus. And there the uptake went down considerably. You know around 55 percent in young women and that wouldn't be enough to you know protect the community so i think what turned that around was um outspoken comments from a person who has cervical cancer themselves and they went on the media and right. made a strong case for vaccination and that that really got people very much aware of the benefits of vaccination and then the uptake increased again and and, and was back to you know high levels 90 percent
0: we unfortunately live in a world where anybody can get online and say anything they like and it must be very difficult to combat that
1: yeah, that's the problem. I, I, to be honest, I don't try to combat stuff that's online. I, I, I tend to ignore it. To be honest, because you, you, it's very difficult to to counter it. Um, I, I, I stick with reading and talking about. Uh, the literature that's you know proven to be scientifically validated so it's published in a peer-reviewed journal and that's my source of information uh, in relation to vaccines i tend to n- not pay too much attention to what's on social media or even on non sort of registered websites that are set up specifically to put out information that may not be mainstream Mm. um, and backed up by, you know, for example, clinical trials. I mean, clinical trials are the essence of how we test medicines and vaccines. And if it's proven to be effective and safe in clinical trials, that's the criteria by which regulatory agency approve these uh, drugs or medicines and that's the, the tried and tested method that every country uses to ensure that the vaccines are as effective and safe as possible. You and I have spoken about vaccines many times in the last few months.
0: Would you mind if I put just one or two of the things that are out there with regard to the COVID vaccines, and maybe you'd address them. One of them is this idea that nothing is finished with these vaccines and they're not even ready properly until 2023 and we're all part of a big trial. Is that nonsense?
1: Well, I mean, it it, it is true that there were... Um, approved under emergency use so Mm. now they had been tested and so don't get me wrong they were very stringently tested in in phase 3 efficacy trials most of which would have 20 to 40,000 volunteers that would volunteer to get the vaccine and then they were followed very closely for side effects and the basis of the data from those clinical trials was what was used by the European Medicines Agency in Europe the um, medical regulatory authority in the UK, or the FDA, the Federal uh, Drug um, uh, Authority in the US, to to license these vaccines. Now they were licensed under what's called emergency use, so that, that was really to do with them license them as quickly as possible because people wanted to get these vaccines into people. Not under, not surprisingly, <clears throat> since then the companies have gone back and they're now looking for full approval. For these oh. vaccines, so there would be in a way that wouldn't be a rushed um, approval. When I say rushed, it was expedited It's probably a better word than rushed.
0: The term emergency suggests rush, but that's not the case
1: no it's not i mean they were they were expedited because of the emergency situation and the fact that there was a vaccine there were vaccines that were so effective and the phase three trials showed that they were between anything between 95 down in terms of efficacy and that's unbelievably high efficacy so they had to be got out and into people as quickly as possible and we only see now the huge benefits i mean COVID 19 in this country is now almost controlled in the in the older population in terms of um, hospitalizations there are still a number of cases and some of those are breakthroughs some are for people who haven't been vaccinated but most of the cases in Ireland now with COVID-19 are in the younger population not all but most Mm. and that's a direct result of the benefits of vaccination.
0: Now, one thing that we will have to contend with soon enough is, is vaccinating the youngest cohort, because that's the only way, at least I think it's the only way, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, that we'll reach proper scientific herd immunity. We are going to have to consider vaccines for children.
1: Um, Yeah, I think most countries are looking at this and the fact the US already started. And in Ireland, there are some children that would already have been vaccinated with underlying medical conditions under emergency use of of the vaccines. So I think what we'll see is in Europe, the European Medicines Agencies will license um, most of the vaccines that are out there for COVID that are already being used for adults yeah. for, for use in certainly 12 to 18-year-olds initially. And they're already doing clinical trials in younger cohorts than 12-year-olds as well because, interestingly, if you look at the data on the numbers of cases of COVID-19 in Ireland, the, the, the highest percentage is in the 18 to 24-year age group, but the next highest is either the 24 to 30 or the the 12 to 18 so there's a significant numbers of cases in 12 to 18 year old now these people these young adults or adolescents don't get serious disease they don't get covid 19 that will make them end up in hospital by and large um, but they can get, you know, symptoms and they can have long-term effects, this mm. long COVID, which is not restricted to older people. So there's a, there is a pressing need to vaccinate um, adolescents as well as, as adults. Would you consider
0: eventually we'll have to take it down to the school children, perhaps?
1: Um, that's more controversial, I think, and I think that... Um, you know, people might be a bit anxious about vaccinating children under 12, but you have to remember that children two, four and six months of age get a seven or eight in one vaccine right now that pre- prevents seven or eight very serious infectious disease. So it's, it's, there's nothing new about vaccinating mm. children that is as, as young as, as a few months old. And, you know, all of these vaccines are tested. Mm. Um, and have been tested in phase three clinical trials in, the, in those age cohorts.
0: Like for the benefit of parents who would be listening and maybe to address the concerns that they might have, let's imagine I have a vaccine that I know it works. Let us take Pfizer-BioNTech. We, we know it works and works well. So if I want to see is that suitable for, say, small children, four, five and six-year-olds in primary school, how do I go about that? What, what, what am I taking into account when I'm testing
1: that? Well, you know, the way they do it is they look um they, they give the vaccine to or a placebo or a control vaccine to a number of children or you know, subjects, you know, you're talking here about thousands, you're not talking about, you know, a, a dozen or, or a hundred, mm. thousands of volunteers. And then they 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 look over the next 24 hours very carefully for any signs of fevers or headaches. And then for a longer period for other signs that might be associated with the vaccine. And then those are all recorded and they look at the, the appearance of those events in the placebo group the group that got the, the dummy vaccine and the ones that got the vaccine and they look and see if there's any increase in signal and sometimes you will see that there will be mild reactions like injection site reaction or a mild fever mm. or a headache for example something that that is often recorded with the COVID vaccines and these are you know transient they go away after 24 hours um, then you had the more serious ones like the blood clotting issues associated with the, the adenovirus vector vaccines. Mm. But these are quite rare, one in a million in the case of the the Johnson Johnson, and one in a hundred thousand case of the AstraZeneca, so so those were more more serious side effects, and that resulted in the regulatory agencies putting a warning label on the product information leaflet to to warn people there's a possibility that these side effects, and these were the, the risks were whatever one in one hundred thousand or one in a million.
0: Now, this is something close to my own heart personally, Kingston, in that my son is on the spectrum, and and I remember the time when. Some misguided effort was made to convince us that the MMR vaccine caused autism. We know it doesn't. We know it never did. But that myth is still around today. People still believe that, don't they?
1: Well, that's the trouble. I mean, that that's what happened. I mean, that became, you know, the publicity was always bad publicity for the vaccine because there was an, there was an assumption that there might be some um you know truth in what had, had been said and and people chose to to believe um the initial um study rather than looking at the larger information that came out later that that contradicted it um and of course um, some proponents of um the theory still you know pedal that idea and um that that's been the problem and and some groups have have been pushing the, the the sentiment that that the vaccines are associated with autism, but but it's it was disproved, and um, I think you, you know we hope that is put to bed, and that, that the MR vaccine uptake now in Ireland or the European countries is very high. It, it is it is back up. To be
0: fair, we we know we, we know that. But what I'm getting at is the legacy of how these things get out there, and people people believe them. And I suppose in the current context of the COVID vaccines, and like you said, you don't engage with us on social media, but a lot of parents do and there's an awful lot of absolute nonsense out there so how do we filter the truth professor ordinary individuals ordinary lay people who don't necessarily have access to scientific papers how do we filter what's true and what's not
1: I would say to people to, to, you know, take with a pinch of salt what you read on social media platforms and, you know, go for the more reliable source of information. For example, every health uh, body in, in in the world, they're, they're, they have websites. And a very good one is the CDC in Atlanta, Centre for Disease Control, the, the NHS in the in, in, in the UK, the HSE here. Um, all these bodies have information on the risks and benefits benefits of vaccination. And if you think that they're biased, you could go for more, you know, sort of unbiased source of information. And that's why we wrote the article. The Royal Irish Academy is a completely independent body that um, um, is there to provide uh, you know, support and information for the public as much as everyone else. And that's why we wrote that article about mm. vaccines. Mm. It's a, it's a, um, it was written about three years ago, but it, it was updated now and released again because of COVID-19 vaccines, and we felt it was timely to do that now. So we tried to write it in a in a, a reasonably lay language, and we explain things reasonably well, I think, as we go along. Mm.
0: Uh, lastly, and I'm asking like, most of our regular guests this, Professor Mills, do you think we're near the end in an Irish context? Now, I know globally we're... W- as, as Mike Ryan says, globally, we're nowhere near the end of this. But in an Irish context, are we near the end?
1: I'm very optimistic. I mean, I think the vaccines have done a fantastic job. And once we have all the adults vaccinated, I think the numbers of hospitalizations is going to remain low. I mean, there's it's creeping up ever so slightly in the last couple of weeks, but the numbers are still very small. I mean, they reckon now the... The, the hospitalization is 10 times less in in europe in general compared with the last peak so the, the cases are there still and the numbers are worryingly high in countries like the uk and indeed ireland on the basis of population our numbers are four to fifth worse in europe but our number of patients in hospitals is, is is quite low. So I'm optimistic that when we have all the adults vaccinated, and unless we see another variant, and that's the big worry mm. that another variant might emerge. Now the companies have done a fantastic job, it has to be said, backed up by all the science that went into into their development of producing vaccines so quickly and so effectively. And now they're working hard on and then really they have in fact they've already produced it a new version of the vaccine, which is designed specifically to to prevent infection with the delta variant they've, they've gone to the regulatory agencies for permission to put these into to new trials and i anticipate those trials will be completed in a few months if they get permission which i'm sure they will because it's just a changed version of the vaccine it's not a new vaccine per se it's just a, the strain of the virus that it's coding for is slightly different do, do you anticipate boosters boosters yeah boosters is what we're going to be looking at i think you know it could be you know early next year you know, some countries are saying that. In the, the UK, have said they're talking about boosters in the late autumn. I think that's a bit early, myself. But you know, if the companies do as, as well a job as they did already, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me.
0: Finally, where could one? access a copy of, of your paper for, for us all to yeah, read. The
1: Royal Irish Academy, if you go to the website, the Royal Irish Academy and put in um, vaccine into Google, put in Royal Irish Academy vaccine statement, it'll come up and it's it should be freely available there for any of the public who want to read it.
0: All right. Good to speak to you as always, Professor Mills. Thank you. Courts 96FM